0: Hi, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon here on the uh, final day of February. It's Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller with you for the next couple of hours. Certainly a lot to talk about in the two hours that we have with you here this morning. Thank you for spending some of it uh, with us. BMW Des Moines guest list on a Monday. We'll start with our friend Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. We'll catch uh, up on the Hawkeyes with Doc. Uh, Of course, the Hawks in action tonight, 7 o'clock tip. Northwestern is in town. Final game at Carver Hawkeye for the uh, for the season. Scott Dockerman at 10.30. Rob Doster, what a crazy weekend in, in college basketball from a national perspective. We will uh, recap it with Doster coming up here at 11.05. And then Nick Osen, uh, at uh, 11.30 or thereabouts, we'll join us and we will discuss Iowa State and the Big 12. Clones put a nice win on the road, one that normally goes against them when they have to overcome some just egregious officiating. Uh, but uh, it worked out in their favor, and the beat goes on for Iowa State. Lots of stuff to talk about in the Valley. We've got two conference champions with a chance at a third tonight. What a weekend, TC. How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself over there? Good weekend in the yeah. recliner, I'm going to assume? Hardly moved. <laughs> <laughs> Hardly moved from a Friday night when Iowa took on uh, Nebraska, uh, right up and been, how about uh, Saturday? Selfishly, anyways, um, Michigan State Purdue at eleven, mm-hmm. Iowa State at one, Drake at three, you and I at five. Watched a little Baylor in Texas, but mostly I was glued to the outdoor game in Nashville, the outdoor game, the NHL game, Nashville and Tampa Bay. That was thoroughly entertaining. How'd that look? I didn't. It even, looked great. Yeah, I didn't even it see any highlights great. or anything. Yeah, if they played it at the home Home of the Titans, mm-hmm. Nissan Stadium. Uh, they did a good job. It looked fantastic. Really did great uniforms. Couple of fights. Good, uh, but two really good teams. Uh, so that was fun. What a what a wild wild weekend. A little baseball news. Hopefully a lot of baseball news before the end of the day. Derek Jeter is out with the Marlins, which kind of uh, comes. From, I mean, who cares about the Marlins, right? But it is Derek Jeter. After all, he is. Uh, they parted ways here this morning. I don't know where we should start. Um, I mean Caitlin Clark put on a show. Yes. They cut down the nets in Iowa City last night, the day before at the McLeod Center. And hats off to you, Panther fans. Uh that was uh, good to see that they banged out the building and here comes Loyola. Here's my question. <laughs> they knock off Loyola, the thousand pound gorilla. Uh-huh. That's pretty good. Wow. that'll do, that certainly will help their chances of getting through St. Louis. Trent, how does Loyola get a four seed? after playing for a conference championship uh-huh. they drop all the way to 4 and lo and behold that's saturday's game yes oh my gosh
1: comes down to tiebreakers and the tiebreakers certainly well that's not the way you draw it up if you're you and i No you come off this epic victory you're going to get the winner of the 8-9 game and though we've seen drake beat you yeah. and i in that game just a couple mm-hmm. years back you think they're going to cruise and who do you get in the semifinals oh. Don't look now. Loyola, oh, once again, is going to be sitting there. Not what you want by any means, but hey, you knew you are probably going to have to beat him again, right? That's true. To get At the automatic point, bed. Yep.
0: Is it better to get him early or get him late? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope somebody would have taken care of them, so I think late is the answer. Go Bradley, but, is what you're saying? Yeah, or it had a, the bracket broken their way, that somebody would have gotten me either Friday or Saturday. Mm-hmm. But look, it works out well for Drake. Yes. So there is a uh, somewhat of a safety net, as far as we're concerned.
1: Let's say we get that. We get the matchup... Our two teams from our state. You and I against Drake for mm. on the Sunday? title game on oh my Sunday. Gosh. I've made that drive before for a championship game only. Just went over day of, got up, and probably on
0: the road by... What, is it noon or 1?
1: It is 1 o'clock central. Okay, So I think we left at like 6, something like that. Mm-hmm. Got down there probably at like 11.30. Because it's five and a half hours. It is, yeah. yeah. And that's with maybe one stop. Yeah, you know, a, a gas and a pee, right. and that's it. You get right back in the car and go, and you can make it in five and a half.
0: Yeah, you make your stop at Hannibal. God, I hate Hannibal. <laughs> All those lights, yes. one after another. Jesus, it never ends. It doesn't. There's so much traffic goes through there. It's a disaster. That's what, usually where you make your stop. Right. That's where you're. The drive for. itself, until you get there, mm-hmm. and then until into St. Louis, is you know, you for the most you absolutely yeah. do. But freaking Hannibal. How many people make their
1: way down just for the championship? If we get that, you can extra. Oh, there'll be some
0: for sure. There'll extra be 2,000
1: 2, yeah. people probably make their yeah, way down there. that's probably fair. Something like that, mm-hmm. and the fan bases. You know, what are the fan bases going to be like? Missouri State, finally a good team. Springfield's a hop, skip, and a jump away. Yep. that's a program that should travel well, and they have in the past. See a lot of them there. Who's going to have the most fans?
0: I think he just probably nailed. Is it. Is it Missouri State? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Southern Illinois used to travel incredibly mm-hmm. well, very, very well. Of course, you know, before it broke up, Creighton was the. Yes, uh, I mean it was unbelievable how and they the morphed into Wichita, Wichita State. Yeah, yep, them too. I, uh, I had some of my fondest memories of uh, my career was in St. Louis. I had a ball down yeah. there. It's a really good tournament mm-hmm. in a fun venue to watch basketball, and um, mm-hmm. it's right downtown, and all the bars and all the restaurants, and pretty cool place. Anyway, so uh drake hung on by their chinny chin chin the hair on their chin it was uh I, I thought they were home free and that got tight at the end but let's start with you and i to answer your question though here is the tiebreaker is
1: all missouri state drake yeah, I'm and all i want to hear went 13 and 5 so it goes to the record the round robin record between those three teams missouri state went three and one mm-hmm. drake went two and two and Loyola went one and three, that's surprising against those other two teams, mm-hmm. if you will, and that's how it shook out. So that's the reasoning behind it. If you are wondering, round robin record, it went to that because what you and I split with everybody of those teams. I'll take your word for I it. I think they did, and yeah, because that would be the first tiebreaker. Uh-huh. Your record against the number one seed goes to the next. It's the round robin between the tied teams, and that's how it shakes out. So if it plays out according to seeds, how about this for a Saturday, two thirty? You and I versus Loyola. 5 o'clock, Drake, mostly. Mm. And who has that TV coverage? CBS Sports Network. Oh, good. 221 on your dial.
0: Now, I saw a tweet from Freshilla that he's part of the Westwood One coverage of this tournament. Oh, okay. Because they
1: do the championship game is Uh on, the
0: national Westwood One call. So that must be when he's making his way down to St. Louis. Yeah, look, the Panthers, just a terrific basketball game, right? Mm -hmm. Noah Carter was great. A.J. Green was phenomenal. Bowen Barn, my gosh, he hit some big shots. That three that he made uh, in overtime, just massive. But you feel for Fife, don't you? You really do. Mm -hmm. This just, um, what do they call long-haul COVID has just, it has taken him... Yeah, it's so disappointing. Burhau didn't do much offensively. Really good defensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a fun game. Kevin Lehman had it, and uh, Clay Matvik, and they, that was a good. That was a good broadcast. Uh, so let's go back to Friday, and I will kind of work our way through. them. Okay. because the Hawks were up first, uh, taking on taking on the Huskers. Who, by the way, what a game out of them yesterday. Yes, <laughs> marching into Penn State, Harar's final game. Uh, as a Nittany line and just destroying them, Trent, just destroying them. But Friday night, the Huskers had the Hawkeyes and the Hawkeyes prevailed, didn't cover, but won by 10 uh, in the Tony Perkins game.
1: That's how it'll be remembered. It will be, yes. 20 points for Perkins and finally found that three point shot. We've been talking yeah. about Connor lately, mm-hmm. how he has found Trent, it. Trent Connor is, he hasn't missed since Michigan. Before the Penn State game, where he finally started to hit some he shots. He had what, four of eight in that game or something? He had hit three of his last 24 mm. from long range. He had been struggling at a level you never seen. And, right. and he doesn't shoot anywhere else. He has taken four attempts inside the three-point line this year. So it is three-pointer or nothing right. on the offensive end. He's not taken one shot at the rim this year. Mm-hmm. How many times have you seen a guy? Never. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're a spot-up shooter. Right. And you're, you're gonna, gonna find to yourself be-
0: there at some point. Bohannon,
1: He takes some shots at the rim at the very yep. least. And not Connor. Connor is not taking a shit shot. Well, hello. At, at the, yep, the rim all <laughs> season long. That is A D doesn't have
0: to do anything with that one. <laughs> did you dump it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, well, strange. it was a mistake. No, it wasn't on purpose. No, no. <laughs> That's different. Now if you're me. listening online, do you hear what yes. we actually said? So yes. okay.
1: Everybody knows it's listening. Right. He tried I tried
0: to say "shot,"
1: it didn't come out that way. It came out a different way. Right, it happens, it happens. So you have shooting from Connor, shooting for Perkins. Mm-hmm. You have Chris Murray, Chris second Murray. half Chris Murray in a game where they look lethargic in the first half, kind of. I
0: think it was that. I think it was the trap
1: game, Trent. I yeah. really do. And if it was maybe anybody
0: but Nebraska, uh-huh. coming off a big, huge win over Michigan yeah. State. Where they just pounded the crap out of them. A little bit of a letdown spot. Still won by 10.
1: Right. Cruised in. Mm-hmm. Didn't cover. If you're on Nebraska, you're good. You got your win there. Right. And Iowa gets the most important part. They get the victory, a double-digit victory. Uh-huh. Also for net ranking purposes. And Iowa, the computer metrics still love this team. Of course, don't want to lose tonight with Northwestern. No. How high is the ceiling? Let's say they split the remaining two road games. Either Michigan or as Illinois. As far
0: as where they're going to hear their name on selection Sunday?
1: Yeah. And they. I think six. Say they get to the semifinals. They beat somebody pretty decent in the quarters. Okay. And then they lose in the semis to whoever. Okay.
0: Kind of feels like a seven. Kind of feels like a seven. Shelby has both Iowa and Iowa State on the eight line after yesterday's on the play. Eight line. You so, don't think they can get to a six,
1: Iowa? They can. I think they'd have to do more than that mm-hmm. to get up to a six. Probably not just win either at Michigan or Illinois, but probably win two in the BTN. Again, And this is, they don't get a double bye. They're not a top right. four seed. Right. So you beat somebody there in whatever it is, the you know, 5-12 game or the 6-11 game, you beat that 11 seed. Then you upset the three seed maybe. Then I think we could talk mm-hmm. about getting up to a six seed. But they're such an interesting team of how the committee is going to view them because of... Like quadrant one's not very good. Quad they got one. <laughs> quadrant two is good, yeah. but the computer metrics love this team. In terms of computer metrics, this should be a, a five seed. They're not gonna get that high.
0: I don't think so. Yeah, I think that's asking a lot. It's it's
1: going to depend on what mm-hmm. the committee does, and it's different for everybody. And there's no tried or true way that they do it. The committee changes every single year. That's what makes bracketing very difficult for all these bracketologists, is figuring out What are they actually going to do?
0: And that top 16 reveal... Really tells you nothing. no
1: sixteen—that's the easy part. Yeah, give me a full bracket.
0: Right? No, I, I'm with you on that. That does. I mean, you know how much I love the Tuesday football television show, but this was the top sixteen reveal. Uh, does nothing for me. So, uh good win for the Hawks on Friday night. Again, there's seven o'clock tonight. Uh, the game airs down the hall on uh, News Radio 1040 WHO. I believe it's BTN that has it. It's a seven o'clock uh, tip uh, here tonight. So, a good win on Saturday for on uh, Friday rather for Iowa. Let's move to Saturday. Iowa State and K State. K. State jumps on him early, uh, got to a um, you know good lead. Mm-hmm. Iowa State takes the lead going into the locker room. Once again, it's Brockington, it's Caleb Grill, and I think maybe more. As, as Friday was a Perkins game, Saturday for Iowa State might have been a Caleb Grill game, uh, although Jaden Walker's play at the end. So, just real quick on this, Trent and I, in look, I, I think you can go back over the years and chronicle that Iowa State's been on the. You know, the, the, the bad end of some disappointing officiating, right? Some bad whistles. There was one that I thought, oh, my God, they're going to get it done to him again by an official, just an absolute total miss. And there were a couple of them. I mean, uh, it's a five-second rule, not a three-second rule. Apparently, the, the official that was standing underneath the basket thought that that rule p- 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 uh, must have been changed <laughs> because one, two, three whistle when Calcher's just about to throw the ball in. Um, but it, an inadvertent whistle of all things... When somebody steals the ball, travels, and is going out of bounds, and the the official, for whatever reason, he heard his he heard I this is what I think of. Mm-hmm. I think he heard the K State bench yelling "timeout, get a timeout," but the kid didn't signal for timeout, mm-hmm. and he takes a step and then goes out of bounds, and then you can see the officials coming together, and they start talking. And they continue to talk. And you're thinking, holy crap, what are they coming up with here? Inadvertent whistle, K-State ball. They inbound the ball. And I don't know what that was. It was a three or four point game. I mean, they hit a three, a meaningless three at the end mm-hmm. of it. But Jaden Walker would not let the officials dictate the outcome of that of that basketball game. He made an unbelievable steal at the end. Him and Grill, all game long. We know Grill's offense was one thing. He was terrific. He was terrific. Um, six for ten, six, all of them threes. But on the floor, getting his nose dirty, and him and Walker just, again, wouldn't let the officials dicta- uh, dictate the outcome of that game, stole the ball, Iowa State wins. That was a desperate Kansas State team.
1: They had to have it. They had to have it. They came out right away after the early 5-0 run from Iowa State. This is a game of runs. 13-0 run. Iowa State responds. A 13-2 run. In the second half, You and I take, or Iowa State takes the lead. A 16-2 run. Here comes K-State back the other mm-hmm. way. A 14-1 run. Yep. Then Iowa State looked like they put it away with an 11-1 run. Then a 12-2 run from yep. Kansas State. Back and forth, back and forth. You're on the right end of it. You had the Hell I guess just enough to end that last run by Kansas State. But Trent, that's
0: exactly how it that's a finished too. That yeah. that run, and you think, oh my God, this is going they're gonna do it like this again because remember the lead that they gave up at, at Hilton? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Blew up fifteen
1: points second, second half. It was just a weird game to kind of get
0: get a feel of. It mm-hmm. just it had that oddity. Calcher never made a shot. No. Coontz wasn't great. Um, I mean, not offensively, he wasn't great. He was okay. He was in foul trouble in the basketball game again. Uh, Jones had his moments, some just terrific passes. Boy, oh boy, Hunter, Brockington. Um, yeah, look, Iowa State's on a bit of a roll here. Got to love the way they're playing. And Aruna,
1: just three minutes, and mm-hmm. no Trey Jackson. Yeah, again. So It's Jaden Walker. Jaden Walker's, Jayden taking, Walker's his, his, taking his, his minutes. minutes. Yeah. yeah, And I'm fine with that. I mean, well, the way he's playing. Yes, if he keeps playing at this level... Mm-hmm. He can have all the minutes, and Trey Jackson had some moments throughout this. He has, yeah, season. absolutely. How about Robert Jones too? Oh. Brought some physicality, yeah. and when he has those moments, and not just hitting the dunks and doing mm-hmm. the limit that he has offensively, but he's doing those things. But he came in there right away. You can just tell there's a certain swagger.
0: Yep, he had a big steal in the game. How come those don't? How come
1: that doesn't happen all the time though?
0: Yeah, good question. I don't know, because he certainly had his moments. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of, not disappears for a couple of games, but on the box score, kind of disappears. Um, and Condit, or you know, is having a good game. Because George Condit's been good down the stretch. Yes. Uh, so big win for Iowa State, Ken. Overcame the officiating uh, to, to prevail.
1: Final thing. I didn't call out Tyrese Hunter, but I said during the four-game losing streak, if they're going to pull out of it, mm-hmm. it's not Brockington, there's one guy that's yep. going to be able to do that. And since In the, addition to Brockington. Sure. We knew he was going to be right. there. He's going to be the guy. Since that point, over the last four games, he has scored 15, 14, 10, and 13. Perfect. His rebound numbers, he's had 7, 3, 4, and 5. Assist numbers, 3, 7, 9, 10. That's what he's done during this four-game winning streak. I was right. This team turns it yep. around. It was Tyresa, and mm-hmm. credit to him. Because he has taken his
0: game to another level. No, he's get, he continues to mature. Uh, a couple of things on K State. Nigel Pack was terrific. I mean, unbelievable game yeah. out of him. And that little guy, um, t- uh, tiny dude, Noel Noel, <laughs> Marquise Noel. So Trent, he hardly made a shot. Uh huh. And then he gets to the free throw line, and I'm not sure he missed a shot. 14 to 16 at the charity stripe. I mean, it's unbelievable. He couldn't miss from the free throw. How many
1: free throws did they shoot? 33 as a team. All right. He got there 16 times.
0: Jesus, unbelievable. So he good. Also win. Had 6
1: rebounds. Did he really? At <laughs> listed at 5 foot
0: 8. Yeah. Tiny if he's little 5 deer. 8. I'm 5 yeah. 8 as well. Yeah. Uh, now the Drake, the Drake game, I mean Drake had it took a huge lead into the locker room. I mean, a big big lead into the locker room. And then seemed like they were going to coast home. Mm-hmm. But here comes Southern Illinois. And they just wouldn't go away. There was a point in that game, late in the game, I thought, oh my God, uh, the Bulldogs are going to let this one get away from them. Uh, Tucker DeVries did not shoot the ball well that game. Uh, he, does, he does other things, obviously, but he had a disappointing shooting day. Um, Sturts was Sturts, Penn was Penn. Uh, but it was really Murphy, and in particular in the first half, Murphy was terrific.
1: Now you get a rematch against SIU. Yeah,
0: yeah I'm not sure you want that. Yeah. Especially the way SIU finished.
1: The way that they shot the mm-hmm. ball, Domisk I thought was really good for mm-hmm. SIU from the limited time that I saw it. And, and Garrett Sturts, we love this guy. Yep. He is kind of the embodiment of the kind of basketball player that you and I both really like. He is just tough and gritty and gets by with he's not athleticism. A, no, he's will, not a skill. And that's what he does right. every single time. Gets a double-double in the game, just so efficient, so effective, and that glue guy that you really right. need. Every team needs one. Drake won the MVC Tournament.
0: They can. They can. Yes. If you feel good about it, though. Would you? Of the two in-state schools? Yes. I like the, where they sit in the bracket better, because they'll mm-hmm. be able to avoid one of the... Um, do you? Do we agree that Loyola and you and I are the two best teams in the Valley? And, if, I mean, it's, we're putting them in a hat, right? I right, mean, they're right. all kind of the same team. Mm-hmm. Um, Missouri State swept them
1: this year. Hmm. Okay. Missouri State beat them by five? And by four. So two decently tight games. Yeah. That Missouri State game was when we had the inbound play. Remember that? That's my memory. Where they had the, the pressure on. It looked like the Missouri State guy fumbled it as oh, he was inbound. Oh, yeah, yeah, the double clutch. Yes, yes yes, yeah. yes,
0: yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah,
1: that was that game uh-huh. against Missouri State right. that they dropped that one mm-hmm. in the middle of a three-game losing streak. And now Drake has won five consecutive, including a win against Loyola. Mm. And the other four, Evansville, Indiana State, Valpo, and SIU. Mm-hmm. Not exactly the who's who. Well, I asked that because... What's the, what's the price? We got odds available. Let's bring it up right now. Where? Team Futures. Uh-huh. This is from DraftKings. I see these odds. Let me scroll through. Conference tournament winner. Northeast, no. Horizon League, Patriot, Big South, Ohio Valley. There's the MVC. Loyola is your favorite. Have to be. How significant of a favorite do you believe the Ramblers are?
0: Mm, maybe, uh, I don't know. They're plus 120. I was going to say 160, so I was way off. And
1: then Drake, you and I, and Missouri State, all with the same odds at plus 475. Well, you got to take one of them. I might take Mo State. You know how I like that team mm-hmm. all year long. Mo State might be the one that mm-hmm. I take a stab at. Bradley's 8-1, to one, and they've been... There was a top five in the MC yep, this year. Yep, they were decidedly fifth. Right, but the delineation between the top five and everybody else pretty stark, I think, uh-huh. in the league this year. Eight to one for them, not a bad price. And then you get SIU's twenty-two to one, Valpo one hundred and twenty to one, Indiana State one hundred thirty to one, Illinois State two hundred to one, and Evansville lick lighters boys. <laughs> Five hundred to one if you want to take a stab at the purple aces. Yeah,
0: I, I'm just glad that it's no longer the Drake invitational on Thursday night. Yes. I mean that DeVries got this team playing very mm-hmm. well and uh hopefully I mean they they'll they'll fall back there at some point. Everybody does, but uh it's good that they're not. All right, so then comes you and I. Yes. Kevin Lehman and Clay Matvick on the call of that one, and what a basketball game that was. My gosh, it was entertaining as hell. It really was. This Williamson is something, isn't he? Yeah. He's unbelievable. But AJ Green was better. A.J. Green was better from the free-throw line, um, although he did miss. That would have. That, that, the free-throw at the end. Would have given him a one-point
1: lead. Yeesh. Yeesh. And just, he had a couple of shots that rattled out that would have put the game away in regulation. Well, the three ball from right in front of his bench. That thing was. It was halfway down, it was honestly. three-quarters the way down. Wow. How that thing popped out, I have no idea. 16 of 18, though, at the free-throw line. Now, is he going to get that whistle in St. Louis? Going to get that many calls uh. Probably not, but you're right. Williamson, he was outstanding. It was just two really good teams Mm -hmm. going to battle here, and we'll more than likely see it again on Saturday. The rematch—that quickly—you don't love it, no, the way that it plays out here. But this is not an unbeatable Loyola team. This Loyola team down the stretch has not been the level they were for a long time. So we saw Drake beat them. We saw you and I beat them. They lost to Bradley. They got losses here. This Mm -hmm. is not the invincible team. Maybe we've seen some of the other years. They're good. But I don't think the gap is certainly, not what the price indicates, the DraftKings right now to win the tournament. I don't think it's that stark between them and the other three teams.
0: No, I, I'm with you. No, we, we can't move on from this game without bringing up Owen Bourne because oh, he yeah. was terrific. Shooting the ball, That um, the, the three, his three in overtime, it really decided the game, I thought. I thought when mm. that went in, did that extend it to five or seven? I think maybe seven. I think. Mm-hmm. It just felt like... And, and, I mean, Loyola didn't go away. They kept making their shots. But Bourne's three... Um and he was good all game. He was good all game. Boy, it was a fun Saturday, really and truly was. Yesterday, Iowa, Iowa women they win the game. ESPN two. I mean, talk about coverage, right? Banged out house. Oh, full full house. We're gonna have one tonight. Names. I mean, we've got a chance to have three conference champions. Mm-hmm. We got two already. That's we. Those aren't going going back, but a chance to at three. Now you looked at Fanduel because mm-hmm. Fanduel is. um uh, really going, doing, a, for those people who like to bet on women's basketball. Absolutely. A fan duel's been on front street with this, and they have Iowa State as a big of a favorite? Five and a half. Five it's and a half over Baylor.
1: Seemed a tick higher than I was anticipating. We mm-hmm. saw this game earlier this year. Baylor kind of cruised in that one. I think they ended up winning by 20-plus ultimately there. Five and a half, yeah, big number. Going to be a big crowd there. But those teams that do fl- play physical, and that's a physicality that you really have with a Baylor. Texas has been a problem for this Iowa State women's team. That would be your concern is the physicality. Those are teams that the Cyclones just haven't played their best mm-hmm. against, at least in conference this year, Baylor and Texas. So that would be your concern here, but there's just something about that environment. Hilton Magic we talk about on the men's side. Uh, and it'll be on full display tonight. It'll be there on mm-hmm. the women's side. Now,
0: also. I mean, I, I know that just from reading Twitter that um, – but well, Baylor's not exactly the their, their second favorite team in Big Ten. <laughs> yeah. Iowa State women fans, even
1: as Miss Kim has moved away yeah, to he's LSU, gone, yeah. right?
0: Uh, but she seemed to be, uh, you know, the band leader and all of that. Her, well, her ghost is still there. That's true. <laughs> apparently so. Yeah. We'll see. Chance to have three conference championships in the state of Iowa—that would be absolutely remarkable. Uh, what else from the weekend? I mean, all the all Top the upsets, goes down. right? I mean, that was sheesh. One through six. What, what was... does this mean to you? Is 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 any loss more alarming? Of I mean, does does Gonzaga getting beat? No, St.
1: Mary's open played open the so tournament well. up. That was probably the one I I saw the most on Saturday. Was mm-hmm. that one and
0: St. kids St. were in bed by that time. Oh, Dad, finally, oh jeez, <laughs> what a what a week that was.
1: They just played well. St. Mary's just uh-huh. played better. And are we going to see another game this year where Timmy and Holmgren don't get to double figures? No. Right. It was one of those games. Yeah, WCC good this year. Mm-hmm. This is not a devastating loss. Um, out of that group, though, what's the one that was the most impactful? Texas Tech losing to TCU. C&I, like, that, that TCU team's fine. Uh-huh. Michigan State getting up off the mat. I kind of saw that one. How about Auburn? Going the wrong way. What have they lost Who now? picked
0: off them? No, Arkansas got Kentucky. It was Kentucky. at Tennessee. Tennessee's good. Oh, Tennessee's good, yeah.
1: But they've lost now, what, three out of five, I think it is? Something like that. Uh-huh. One, two, three out of six. Tennessee on the road, okay. Mm -hmm. Florida, who's not very good. Mm -hmm. That was one that came down to the wire. And then the Arkansas game. But all three of them, tough road environments, maybe not. And again, losing to Tennessee is no problem. I mean, with the right bracket, I could see Tennessee in the final four. The way they get after the boards, offensive rebound, they are an absolute machine. They just go up there. They, uh, They missed, what was it? They had 40 shots. And they got 21 offensive rebounds. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's what Tennessee is going to do. Kentucky. Again, Cal, Cal, lose, Warren,
0: Cal warned everybody last week that our team's going to lose a couple of games before the tournament.
1: Gray was terrible. They I still didn't have, see a minute of it. They still have the injuries. I just, and losing to Arkansas. Mm-hmm. You know what environment Bud Walton is. Absolutely. Not going to shake it. None of them, I think, were that impactful. It just... That's what happens and with everybody Colorado. losing. It
0: probably doesn't do anything to the bracket, does it?
1: Arizona loses at Colorado, a you know NIT like uh-huh. Colorado team. How about this? For the last five years, the Pac-12 champion has lost at Colorado.
0: Regular season title winner. Now I don't know what it's like now because of course it's Pac-12, but but it was. It was such a weird environment going into Boulder and playing a basketball game at the Coors Center. It was like but, that back in the Big 8 days, Big
1: 12 days. No one goes to the games. Yeah, there's 4,000 people. In a, in a big building. And they're drunk, and they're <laughs> sucking down their Coors because that was the first oh, place I ever had a beer was yeah. at a game was at Folsom Field. And they were one of the, are the 90s? few yeah, that allowed beer drinking uh-huh. to happen inside of there. And you'd go there, and it'd be a sleepy environment. You'd see a good Iowa State team or a good Kansas team lose it happened all the time. It felt like in Colorado. So another one where you just—it's eh, eh, another loss mm-hmm. for another ranked team. I don't think it means a whole lot. Now, does this mean that we got a lot more teams that can make the Final Four than some people think? A lot
0: more teams that can win the whole thing? I would be. Yes, I think the answer is. I don't know. I thought Gonzaga was the dominant team in college basketball because mm-hmm. every year you can point to two or three. Right. I don't I mean. I don't know if he can this year. I think Mm -hmm. Kentucky's really good. I don't know who's really good in the Big Ten. I know there's a lot of schools in the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. Baylor pounding Kansas the way that they did, getting a little revenge. Because Baylor had not been playing well. If we get a Final Four that has
1: Auburn, Tennessee, Villanova, and UConn, like a bunch of three and four and a six seed. I could see it this year. Because are you scared of Kentucky? If they're not Are they re- healthy? Right. Are you scared of Gonzaga? I th- Until a th- Saturday night, I thought everybody should be. Baylor, Arizona, no. Kansas. Duke, They've all these- got holes. They do. And and because of that, maybe this is a year where we just have all kinds of funk. So find a 25-30 to one shot, and if you got a feeling, mm-hmm. this might be the year to take a stab. I, I think that's what it is. I'm not going to be shocked if we see a bracket, the Final Four, where there's no number 1 or number 2 mm-hmm. seats there. I think the yeah. parity is a reality this year that
0: that could happen. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. All right, it's 10.30. Uh, we've got to get to Scott Dockerman. We will. Look forward to catching up with uh, Doc again. So real quick, uh, we know Bohannon's done. Mm-hmm. Connor McCaffrey, um, I heard his press conference yesterday. I thought I, I think I saw it in the Hawkeye Nation Twitter account, so thank you for for posting that. Um, I get the sense this is it, because he can come back for another year.
1: Yes, he has the COVID year. He can right. come back for another and, season. And well, while he
0: hasn't been... Uh, definitively said one way or another. AJ Green went through uh, ceremonies on Saturday. I saw that, yeah. What does that tell you? He's gone. I think so too. He's going to go make some money. I think he is too. Uh, but selfishly, I hope Connor McCaffrey comes back because I like watching him play. Well, if he's going to shoot like this, well, it's more. yes, yeah, that that's that's a bonus. Yeah, it's the other stuff he is. I mean, he's that team's kind of swagger, mm-hmm. right? He's the tough guy. Yes, he's the guy that's going to be John mm-hmm. talking. He's a coach middle. on the floor, right? So I hope he comes back. I like Connor McCaffrey. What wonder physically where he is. That's he's just at The surgeries, he yeah. was asked about that. I think it was David Eicholt
1: asked him about that. He's had the two, two the hip surgeries. Conference. Of yep. course, the shoulder that he's been dealing with or that nerve damage, whatever it is. Stinger, you yeah. know. That he's battling through. Yeah, very well could be. I'm ready to start my career. Mm-hmm. What is he? He's got to be 23, 24 20 years, 20. years old. I mean, that could be a big part of it, too, is just... Get his career started. And mm-hmm. that is coaching or going into the finance world or whatever it turns no, out No, I be. think
0: he's going to be a coach. He's going to be a coach. I'm convinced he's going to be Even if mom doesn't want it. Yeah, I don't think so. Is Sorry, that? mom. Yep.
1: Uh, let's see here. He will turn 24 in July. So he's mm. 23 right now.
0: We'll take a timeout. We will come back. Scott Darkerman joins the program. Miller and Condon underway on a Monday. Thanks for being with us. We're on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. And West Des Moines. Back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. All right, Miller Condon, welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Matt on Twitter, Garwin7, makes a really good point. When Wilkins got hurt mm-hmm. uh, and didn't get back in the basketball game, uh, Southern Illinois did have, get a little spring in their step. Right. No, they really did. That's He's a good point, He's impactful. Matt. He's so oh, good. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get to Scott Dockerman. He joins the program. Oh, hello, Doc. Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you?
2: I'm doing great guys. How
0: are you? Oh just loving this final couple of weeks of regular season basketball and obviously conference tournaments right around the corner as well. Been pretty, pretty special. Doc, what's your gut tell you about Connor McCaffrey? Uh he I heard his press conference yesterday, his Zoom conference He's, uh, he, he made it sound like tonight is his final game. I don't know if it's injuries. Of course, he's got that COVID year. He can come back. You know, in in the box, although he's shooting the ball right real well right now, but he's so much more than just, you know, what the box course shows you, what he means to this team. What's your gut tell you on Connor McCaffrey? Is this his final game at Carver?
2: Yeah, I mean, I kind of think that. I think that's kind of where he's leaning towards, and he's had significant injuries over the years. I mean, you know, his first year was a uh, redshirt year, kind of partly because of, of uh, injuries, if I recall. And then and then he's, you know, had double hip surgery. His shoulder is, is not 100% by far. It's not 100%. So I think, uh, you know, whether he decides that he wants to give baseball a final shot or get in the working world or whatever, I do kind of think this is probably the last one for him. And because uh, yeah, he's... Uh, He's endured a lot. Now, I'll say this that he's playing his best basketball of his career now as an offensive scorer right at the crunch time. And then, and then what he does on the floor is he directs traffic probably better than anybody I've seen in the McCaffrey era, in the Fran McCaffrey era, just because he knows how to play the game at a level that very few players do. So if he, every time we've asked Fran in the past or even Connor about, you know, what his next step is and, Uh, You know, uh, if he decides to go and be a college basketball coach, he's going to be an outstanding college basketball coach. I mean, you know, we're talking elite of the elite. But uh, Margaret apparently has some resistance to that, but we'll see what happens in the end.
1: So him, Jordan Bohannon, we'll go through it tonight. But, you know, look at this end of the season. All right, they get to the tournament, win a game again, say, losing the round of 32. All right, it's kind of another... For a lot of people, ho-hum. The knock against Fran McCaffrey is, hasn't got to the second weekend. There's no Sweet 16 on the resume. He's been coaching college basketball for a long time. How much would a Sweet 16, in your mind, cure a lot of the, the talking points that people use against Fran? Would that, I know it's not the ultimate elixir. There's still going to be other things that, that people go against him about. But what would a Sweet 16 mean for this Iowa program, and maybe in particular Fran McCaffrey?
2: I think it means the world because when you look at Iowa under Fran, I mean that's that's something that everybody uses against him. I mean he's had a very successful career Uh when and I, over the last ten years, only three programs have one losing season a Big Ten player or less, and Iowa, Wisconsin, and Michigan State. So that that's pretty impressive in its own right. The fact that he gets the tournament every year, and then the other part is Iowa <laughs> just seems to have horrific luck when he gets there because in the second round, it's never faced a team that wasn't chalk. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, if you're the 17, you're playing two. That is an awfully difficult matchup every year. Even one of these years, you if you're Iowa, you hope, you know, maybe, maybe that 15 might uh, pull through, but, but that said, to get to the second weekend, it hasn't happened in, you know, 1999. Um, I think it would really cap this, this uh, year for sure. And, and let's face it. I mean, I've, I've, I was on the tarmac when Fran walked off the airplane the first time uh, Hmm. when he came here. This is his best coaching job because to lose the players they did, two NBA players, one of the greatest players in Iowa history, if not the greatest player in Iowa history, and to to lose all of that and to plug and play a bunch of other guys and and, and, and to really ascend at the end of the year, I think that's what makes this season much more different than some of the others. Not necessarily the others were collapses, Some were, but just the fact that now they're playing their best basketball at the end of the year when you want to be, and that hasn't happened very often. So I think that's something that, you know, if they're one and done or even one and one in the the NCAA tournament, yeah, you, you don't want that to happen. But I think this year is different than, say, last year or 2016 or some of the other years where it felt like they didn't play their best basketball at the end of the year.
0: I think Fran McCaffrey's going to get a bunch of votes for coach of the year. Now ultimately, although there's still another week left, guard, I think is probably going to, you know, be rewarded with the coach. In fact, I think both coaches in state, Otzelberger and Fran, will finish second in in their coach of the year balloting in their respective conferences. But to to your point on McCaffrey's best coaching job, um I mean, had it not been for this Wisconsin team and the way they're playing, because P- Purdue was supposed to be there. And Illinois' got Kofi. Um, Fran McCaffrey's team was not supposed to be picked there. They were picked 10th in preseason. And yet here they are. Uh, I, I, think that's a, you know, obviously Keegan Murray has ascended, uh, like maybe some didn't see it, but what, what's different about McCaffrey, Fran this year, uh, Doc, from previous years? Can you pinpoint it? <laughs>
2: I, you know, his personality, I'm not so sure it's changed much. Um, you know, he's not as <laughs> volatile, I think we've noticed. But, you know, but I think mostly what this team does is it's very efficient on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, it moves the ball really well, which leads to passing. And I think that's a lo- in big case to Jordan Bohanna moving back to the point. But the other part is they play much better defense. And, uh, you know, and sometimes the numbers show it, sometimes they don't. But they are more engaged defensively than they have than they have been um, that I've seen in most years, probably since 2015 when Aaron White and those guys were there. Because this is a, a unit that's just uh, doing all kinds of the right things, and and then they're they're not turning the ball over. They're they're hitting shots. They they're just doing everything the right way, and when and they're not selfish, and when you see kind of going in waves in the backcourt and Aaron Eulis coming off the bench and Joe Toussaint coming off the bench and, and impacting the game in a positive way and not they're not becoming you know difficult to deal with I mean geez that's that's exactly what you want from this team and and so he's got the right combination of players players mentalities and then just putting in a good system that seems to be working.
1: We've seen these guys come through, and we don't see a lot of turnover also inside the program. Not like you see in other programs, guys leaving. You think of the backcourt. You know, Tucson easily could have left after last season, stuck around, got the starting job, went to the bench. Didn't pout about it. Tony Perkins inside the starting lineup, but until Friday hadn't played a ton of minutes. He's been as a starter. He's still out there and he comes up with a big performance just on and on and on the culture inside the Iowa basketball program. How big is that? How different do you think it is compared to a lot of the D1 programs out there?
2: It's, it's been strong because yeah, as you said, you know, they're able to kind of keep this, um, you know, in core together and, you know, they've, they've had some attrition. Everybody does, but not to the serious extent. And I think part of that is because they, they, they're winning or they're at least competitive year in and year out. Cause, you know, every year, you know, really since, you know, Fran's second year, they've either been in the NIT or most likely the NCAA almost every year, uh, except once. So they haven't had any of those major dips barring that one year. Uh, that that causes a lot of players to leave or and a lot of that is recruiting at the very outset where people are just much more um, you know it, you know it making sure that they've got the right mix of people coming in and and so uh you know the Murrays, uh the way that they are i mean just fit right in like a glove, you know it, it's really a, an impressive mix that these put together. And a lot of that's because at the front end, they've they've brought in those players that that fit so well.
0: Doc, I want to read a tweet that you put out yesterday. Uh, We've all watched great players and athletes here in every sport over the years. And Caitlin Clark's the most exciting I've seen, period. And I don't say that lightly. I don't think, I think you're right. I mean, and yes, there's been some phenomenal play in all sports, right? Some terrific moments, really good players, uh, players that have gone on, made a lot of money at their respective sport. But she really is something, isn't she?
2: She's dynamic in every way possible. I mean, you know, you look at, just even before this year, you look at some of the great athletes we've witnessed at Iowa in the last handful of years, you know, Luca Garza or... A uh, uh, Megan Gustafson, uh, you know, several of the football players, they've been remarkable. They've been terrific. But there's a different dynamic when you're dealing with somebody who could who shoots the ball from distance and a lot more often, you know, like a Caitlin Clark versus a center, a post up player. And even though their impact may be similar, but just to be able to she just takes one step past the, the half court line and bam, she's got it and the ball goes up there, and, and to win and, and hit those shots and score 30-plus points and, and do it in such dynamic fashion. I mean, the only one that really compares for me in recent years is somebody like Spencer Petris, but, you know, we're in Iowa, so, I mean, not Spencer Petrus. I'm sorry, Spencer Lee, but, but we're in Iowa, so maybe this year, right? <laughs> yeah, I right. Uh, Spencer Lee is, yeah. uh, you know, as a wrestler, and that just matters at the, at, among the wrestling fans. It's more of a niche base. When you're talking basketball. That's that's a national base, and and what she's been able to do is just so dynamic. It's it's just really remarkable.
1: So we got another oh hopefully month of basketball here in front of us. Hopefully both teams make a big run, and we got a lot to talk about here. And you have a lot to write about, of course. Spring football right around the corner. That's going to be pushed back into late April, which is great to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, more content moving us closer and closer to football season. Outside of Spencer Petras in that quarterback position. What else is important in your mind for spring practice?
2: It starts uh, outside of quarterback, of course. It's really offensive line. Um, the offensive line underperformed last year. We all know that. They know that. And really, I think since day one, since they returned from uh, you know Orlando, it's been about, okay, it's a wide-open slate. The, the best player is gone. He's going to the NFL. And so for everybody else, it's a matter of, um, you know, can you – you know, you, it's up to you whether you get on the field. All the, the freshmen who redshirted, you know, here's your opportunity. A Bo Stevens, a David Davikoff. I mean, the the true freshman, Connor Colby, who played a lot. If you're the best, you're going to play. And then, likewise, the older veterans. it's about health. You know, Justin Britton and Cody Ince weren't real healthy. And then you had some other guys. Mason Richmond, do you take – I mean, you, you did start at left tackle as a freshman. That's pretty impressive. So, I, I think, to me, what happens up front on the offensive line – Outside a quarterback is the most impactful uh, competition, you know, in the spring, summer, fall. And so I think uh, what happens there this spring will, will give them a blueprint as to how good they can be. Because I think they've got some pretty good young wide receivers. I think they got some pretty good running backs.
0: Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. Uh, it's a terrific site. Doc, uh, your baseball writers have been phenomenal through this, whether it be Rosenhall. How do you say, is it Draelick? Evan Draelick, who's a phenomenal writer, didn't know much about him, but, man, he can write. Uh, can't pronounce his last name, but don't have to. Just read him. McCullough's really good. Boy, oh, boy, you guys got some, uh, you, you've got some resources over there that are covering this lockout uh, from soup to nuts. Doing a really good job.
2: Well yeah, I agree. And and uh, you know, this is just a sport that just continues to kill itself, doesn't it? I mean oh my gosh. you get this thing figured out because I mean you're just you're losing so much of uh your younger base when you just continue to do this and and I, you figure after COVID two years ago that you'd want to maximize your opportunities, not minimize it. You continue to put yourself in the background with uh, the NBA playoffs with uh, the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, but it'll be June before anybody really recognizes mm. baseballs even playing or not playing. It's
0: a big day today, feels like. Scott Dockerman from the Athletic Doc, as always, thank you. We'll speak with you next Monday. Thank you, Doc.
2: Are oh, you going to the combine, right? Week. Yeah, I'm leaving uh, tomorrow morning for the combine. I'll be there until Saturday.
0: So. Nice.
2: Yeah, a lot of players uh, for the locals, uh, all three of the main schools in state Iowa, and then. I'll be writing about a lot of players, not just uh, Iowa and in state guys. Good stuff. Uh,
0: we look forward to it. Thank you, Doc. Appreciate it.
2: All right. Have a good one, yep. guys. Thanks.
0: Enjoy Indianapolis. Scott Dockerman from the Athletic. Good stuff. Doc at the Combine all week. We will take our final time out of the first hour of the program. Rob Doster from the Field of 68 will go around. We'll recap that crazy weekend. Nicosan on Iowa State. Miller and Condon are here until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.800. Bets off. Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, Hour One, brought to us by Vision Financial Services. They do uh, well, they do Trent's and my taxes, but they're way more than that. Uh, their website is yourvisionIowa.com, yourvisionIowa.com Financial Services, Retirement Plans. What else? Trent? Bookkeeping for yep. small businesses out there that would rather you know concentrate on the business. As opposed to all the back-end stuff, Mike and Jerry Hammond, um, they do that, uh, as well as some of their other financial. You can stop
1: by 22nd Street in West Des Moines, 1776, 22nd Street, in between the the Culvers over there. you got the Famous Daves in that area, 22nd yeah. Street. Uh, They're the,
0: south of Culvers yes. and north of Famous Daves. Right, exactly. Kind of right
1: in between those two. And you'll see the sign up front. It's Vision Financial Services. Mike and Jerry and the whole crew there do a really good job. We've been... Incredibly happy throughout yeah, the years. they the such nice people with, with taxes. And Mike he loves to talk sports too. He does. And here's the thing I really like about him.
0: Um, they're there year-round. Right. So if they did it's your taxes... It's not a pop-up place. No, it's not a pop-up place. Anything but that. Well, it's not, he's not going to pop up. He's going to pop in. That's Rob Doster. Field is 68. He will join us. We will reap a crazy weekend in college basketball. Did you get crushed? Well, there were dogs were barking, so you probably had a good Saturday. Saturday was brutal. Uh-oh. I got absolutely murdered. Sorry I murdered. asked. <laughs>
1: Four and 14 but Sunday was good. We'll do good tonight. We got a couple on the docket.
0: That'll be about an hour from now. Trent's Play of the Day Circus Sports sponsors. Hour two coming up. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.